We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to the Big Cat Chat, a podcast all about the Penrith Panthers. My name is Jack Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nat Sinclair. How are you, Nat? I'm wonderful, Jack. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, another game, another victory? Yeah. Um, I think, well, this podcast, we will be um, doing a little um, review of everyone else's seasons because I said to Jack on the weekend after the Warriors game, it's just the same thing every week and we're very blessed for that, but it doesn't really provide for the most amazing podcast content to say, yay, we won again. We're amazing every week. Yeah, I've got the message you sent me right here. You said, honestly, what are we <laughs> going to talk about this week? I love winning, but our podcast would be more interesting if we lost here and there. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not wishing that into existence because that one loss against Parra was a sad time. Yeah, but we were shells yeah, ourselves. <laughs> I just didn't expect it going this way this year. Um, I thought we would have, you know, I, I knew we were going to be great, but not this great. So I thought, you know, with the podcast, we'd be talking about team, you know, pick who we want to pick in the team and, you know, who's going to be matching us and things like that. And so far this year, sorry, guys, it's just been much of a muchness. <laughs> Yeah, like apologies to all um, rival fans because I know so many of them listen to our podcast. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's great. Look, on to, I guess, if we talk about the Warriors game, though, um, super impressed. Really, I, I didn't think we played our best, by, like, by far. <laughs> um, we had something like 11 errors and we gave away eight penalties or it might have been reversed, um, those stats. But the fact that we were able to kind of, pulled together a performance where we still won by 40. Um, the Warriors also gave it a really good shot. Like I, I saw a lot of social media commentary that if it was, you know, a couple of other teams, they would have had a really good chance of winning with that performance they put in. So the fact that we were able to come away with that score in, in those circumstances is just huge. Yeah, I found that very interesting, actually, from the Warriors. Um, it, was, it was genuinely a much better performance than we've seen from them in a lot of games this past season um it was. And you can sort of yeah you can sort of sense that they are just desperate to go home and like mm. I thought there was real danger of this being a heavy scoreline as a result of this being the last game in Australia mm. mm-hmm. um but it actually yeah it wasn't that bad and yeah it was a combination of we weren't the greatest but we were good enough and yeah. then the Warriors also stepped up but then when you look at the final score and then the way that it especially went towards the back end of the second half where it was like every other set just ended up being a try and it just showed yeah. the difference in the two teams. Yeah, every time we got that possession, we we made it, we pretty much scored off it. Um, and, and that's all you really need to be doing, isn't it, at the end of the day? If you play shit half a game but you score every time you get the ball, you're all right. 
Yeah, and it's like the thing that impresses me the most is no matter who we verse um, defensively, we're still the same. Yep. And we don't change. Yeah. It's like, the same. I, I, yeah, it doesn't matter as well. I mean, actually, a funny little stat is that this year, um, six times we've kept our opposition to six points and one time only against the Cowboys, we kept them to nil. Um, because my brother messaged me and was like, it's getting annoying that you guys are just letting in one little token try every game. Um, and I feel the same way. Like, imagine if it was seven meals, you know, that would be amazing. But um, I'll still take th that start as it is. Um, but look, apart from that little token try we let in, which was probably a little bit soft, um, the defence was amazing throughout the game. We weren't taking our foot off the pedal. Didn't matter that it was the Warriors didn't matter that it was, you know, a bit of a nothing game that we we're going to win anyway. Um, so, yeah, super impressed by that. Yeah, it was actually, um, like, I get I get annoyed by those, like, mm, you know, like same. one try that we let in every week. And, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, why am I annoyed? That's so yeah. wrong. Don't be annoyed at them for that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how my standards have raised. Yeah, big time. It's crazy. I think, you know, if we experienced a dip last, this year like we did last year, I, I remember thinking we were like, um, just winning games against Brisbane and it was a bit stressful. And I was thinking, God, I, I, I longed for the days that I would complain about a 38-6 scoreline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, it's so strange the way that I find it oddly deflating. And then, yeah, I think about days before where 2018 when we're down 14-0 every week and then just win in the last minute. Yeah. And I'm like, well, at least my team's a threat now for the competition. I think but, I, when we were watching Origin um, a few weeks ago, and it was like, it was quite an intense game, obviously, towards the end. I said to James, my partner, I said, this is what he was like supporting Penrith before 2020. <laughs> yes. I like, because he's just come in and seen them, you know, play like this. I'm like, every week it's stressful. Um, every week it's down to the wire or you're getting whooped. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's very, we're in a wonderful time. It is a perfect time to be a Panthers fan. You know, 21 players now representatives. It's just, it is so wonderful to the point where we now get to sit on a high horse and critique everyone else's seasons on our Panthers podcast. Yeah, like I was... I was mentioning the 21 rep players to Victoria last night. She's like, yeah, I get it. The Panthers are good. I was like, mate, this is the best Penrith team I have ever seen and I'm probably ever going to see. So, yeah. I'm yeah. going to keep annoying you about them. <laughs> oh, we got to enjoy it while it lasts. You know, we see so quickly. I mean, you look at powerhouse teams because I definitely consider us a powerhouse team now. Yeah. Um, I think we've shown more than enough to, like, earn that title but if you look at Brisbane for example I mean when I was growing up when I was younger you would never imagine Brisbane not being in eight or you know Brisbane not contending and then they kind of fell fell down over the past couple of seasons and I'm sure their fans would have you know loved to have clung on to those days where they were ridiculous you know for that time so you know it could end next year it could end in 10 years but I think we should enjoy it until it does we well, yeah, Brisbane won six comps in their first 18 years and now they've gone 16 years without one. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're going to enjoy this. <laughs> we are. Well, um, since this was your magical concept that you've hit us with, um, would you like to start us off? Yeah, of course. So should we 
I mean, we don't really need to talk about Penrith. I mean, we can talk about Penrith really quickly, I guess, just what we see happening um, because we're going to go through it from first team to last team and, and just talk about what we predict for the season, the rest of the season. Um, so I guess I'll just start with Penrith super quickly because I don't want to rant on. Amazing, perfect, I think we're going to win the comp. <laughs> yeah, same as me. I, I think um, we're deservedly favourites to go yeah. back to back. I just don't see, I don't see us losing a grand final. I, I don't see we're playing better than I think we did in 2020 and 2021. Um, and I just don't see a world where we don't make that grand final and at this stage win it, but we'll have to see what happens after ref rounds and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, so then Storm, Storm are next. So Storm are an interesting one this year. I think that whilst they're still bloody incredible, they've only lost two more games than what we have. Um, I do think we've seen an era that the Storm are looking human because they just haven't appeared human for the past couple of years. Um, and I think we kind of saw it start a little bit in the prelim against us last year. You know, like who would have predicted a world where the Melbourne Storm would have turned up to a prelim final where they had a record-breaking season and played quite terribly. And that kind of was like maybe the start of an era where Melbourne can be beaten. They've been beaten this year by us comfortably, the Cowboys very, very comfortably, um, and Parramatta not so comfortably, but, you know, it's still a win. So... Whilst I still, you know, really worry about Storm on their day, it's definitely not the way I used to see them, which was this juggernaut that's impossible to beat. And if you do beat them, it's some sort of miracle. Um, saying that, my predictor has them coming second still. Um, I've actually said they're going to beat us in our second game we play like later this year, mainly because I had Penrith winning like every game. So I really had to like throw in something. <laughs> I've done the um, exact also, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also because, um, you know, that's going to be, they, they, they're going to want to make a bit of a statement after losing the past couple of games against us. Um, and, you know, they're going to try and reassert themselves as the big dogs in the competition. Um, players like Munster is probably in the best form of any player in the game right now. He's incredible. Um, Pappenhausen is still to come back so I think there is plenty of life in them towards the end of the season and I think they will always match it to us and I think they are certainly premiership contenders and I've got them coming second in my ladder prediction and I would not be remotely surprised if it was a Penrith Storm grand final Yeah I, I also have them coming second um, and I think you're right they certainly appear more vulnerable than they ever really have throughout this fantastic period. Um, Definitely. And that's no knock on them because they're still bloody phenomenal. Yeah. It's just such a, that's a, such a, I guess, it attests to how ridiculous they've been over the past couple of years, you know? Yeah. And it's like, they look vulnerable, but they still win every week. Exactly. Um, yeah. And they are missing their fullback and they did miss Jerome Hughes for a while. And, you know, Harry Grant's out every other week. So it's one where I go, I definitely see them being the firm second best team in the comp. Yeah. But still can't underestimate them because they can knock anyone off on their day. And, yeah, I do have them beating us in a game. 
because games between us and them now, I do think are a genuine 50-50. Mm, um, mm. It, it, they do annoy me slightly when I see people get like sucked into the fact that they often win by larger margins, but their defense isn't as mm. good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, just because they score 50 every week, look at the fact mm. that they're conceding, you know, 16 every week. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, that's where it's going to happen. Because if you look at Penrith in the finals last year, they only conceded six tries the entire final series. Yeah. I think play. we are very, like the style of play is very different between um, Melbourne and Penrith. Yeah. We play very different games. And I think that's what makes it such an exciting matchup because it basically is each team trying to force the other to play their style. Um, and yeah, so our style is definitely more defence focused. Um, and we, you know, we do this season, we've had a few high scores, but a lot of the time we do what we need to do, whereas Melbourne just have a field day. Um, a lot of the time they'll whack on 50, 60 points. But again, yeah, when they're allowing a few more in, it's just a different focus, you know, non, neither is wrong or right. Um, it's just a different focus that they've got. Yeah. When you have Ryan Pappenhausen and Cameron Munster mm. and Harry Grant and Jerome Hughes, like you're going to have an attack focused game basically. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they look they look very, very good. Um yeah. Yeah, probably They're just awesome. not quite as good as they have in past years. Yeah, and look, that might change, you know, when they get their they get Pappenhausen back. Um, you yeah. know, he's a bloody enigma, he's fantastic. So he might, you know, be the missing link that really hit them into top gear. Um the third that I've got on my list and also third in my end of season prediction. I don't really have the ladder changing that much, actually. I don't know if yours is the same, but it's pretty similar to what it is now. Um, but I've got the Cowboys. Um, so they're obviously third at the moment. Um, I actually have them finishing third by quite a margin from Brisbane, who I have finishing fourth. Um, I've got them winning the vast majority of their games to come. Where do you even start with the Cowboys? Who would have thought we would have been sitting here discussing them as pretty much locks for the top four, let alone the top eight this year. It's just been ridiculous what they've done with their season. And, you know, like I had high hopes for them a few years ago, which they just weren't matching. So I have to admit, I did kind of give up on them. I thought, you know, they've got good players, but something's missing. You know, I don't even, they, they weren't even relevant in my brain really. And this year they've just come in and everything is clicking for them. You know, their outside backs are just so exciting to watch. They're playing so well. Their forwards are doing their job. Chad Townsend has been a really good buy, <laughs> much to the dismay of NRL Twitter, I'm sure, who <laughs> love to take the piss out of Chad, you know, frequently. But he's been a really good buy for Cowboys this year because he's just kind of organised their attack. Um, and he's a smart footballer, which we saw in the weekend with him outsmarting the referee. But... Um, I just think they're playing so well. They have proven that they are the real deal with their big win against Melbourne. They've also beaten Parramatta really comfortably. Um, they fell to us, um, 22-0, I think the score was in the end. And that would have been really disappointing for them because I don't think they played necessarily badly in that game. They just didn't have enough to take it to us. Um, and again, that's a huge indication of where we're at at the moment. Um, but at the same time, I... Still, if we came up against Cowboys in the finals, I would be nervous about it. They play; they, they seem to be playing a similar brand of football to what we have been playing for the past couple of years. 
um, which is defense focused. Um, I think they're for and against at the moment. I think they've got the second best defensive record I've got it in front of me. Yes, yeah, so they're against is only 197 and where our against is 158. Um, so they're the closest to us in that regard. And the next best is Storm on 224. So yeah, that just shows that they're going, they're also going for that defense focused approach, um, which is serving them really, really well. And I think, yeah, they'll be third on my, on my regular season ladder. I wouldn't be surprised. I truly wouldn't be surprised to see them make a grand final this year. You know, um, don't think they'll win it. I think it'll be kind of reminiscent of Penrith 2020 where they've got a very, very bright future in the next couple of years. Might be early right now to have them win one this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got there. Yeah, I actually, I have the Cowboys third as well. Um, mm. it, it's, I have them there by a bit of a distance too. It's really difficult with the ladder predictor because I go, oh, they'll win every week. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, see bias. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's, it is incredible the season they're having. Like, Personally, they've proved that I know nothing about rugby league because I tipped them to come last. <laughs> um, like every year for like the past like three years, I've been like, oh, they should do better with their roster, but they don't. And I was like, mm. I tipped them to come like 10th or whatever. And this year I was like, no, I'm done with them. They're coming last. And they're playing like <laughs> I'm this. I'm sick of having faith. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. lost faith. And they started playing well. And it's their defense, like you said. Um, and their commitment on defence and the way that they also just don't relent for 80 minutes and mm-hmm. the transformation of some of these forwards that they have, like Ruben Cotter. Um, mm, crazy. And, yeah, like, like I mean, he's obviously the standout because he's in state of origin, but he's yeah. an incredible example of someone who was like a, a mix of like a hooker and a lock coming through who has ended up being their starting prop just because he can play mm. anywhere in the forwards and is now what, mm-hmm. the starting lock for Queensland when fit. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I do think he's going to be a very big loss with his hamstring injury, depending on how long he's out for. I completely agree. He's uh, a, yeah. The same with um, them losing Lukey to an ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I can see them. I can see them winning the grand final if they're there in a one-off game. But I can't see them knocking off Penrith and Melbourne two weeks in a row. Mm. I think they would need one of our teams to be knocked off by someone else because I feel like they just don't have it in them to get up like that two games in a row. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, say, like, if we get done by the Broncos um, or, like, the Storm do or something like that or, like, the Sharks or whatever... And then they have to verse like the Sharks or the Broncos in a prelim and then the Storm or us in a grand final. I can 100% see yeah. them winning it because you're right. They did lose 22-0 to us, but mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't a 22-0 game. And yeah. they're not going to be like that the next time they verse us. Like they're yeah. going to have learnt a lot from that game because it was their first proper test in like 100% fair conditions. Um, yeah. because they got they got a bit steamrolled by the Roosters earlier in the year, but I'm pretty sure they had like two players in the bin at one point and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. yeah, they like I know that Melbourne were without um Pappenhausen and Hughes when they versed them, but they embarrassed them. They did. And there's like a couple of same with our game, a couple of players don't excuse that in my view. It doesn't matter who they are. 
yeah, and it's like it shows that they like even though they were without those players, the Cowboys of last year still probably would have lost. Yeah. And you know, Melbourne still knocked off a lot of teams in that situation. And yeah. they got absolutely thrashed by them. They beat them by more than we beat the storm by. Um, yeah. one thing that I worry about for them is how they play in the sort of wetter conditions in Sydney. Yeah. Because their first game in Sydney was that Penrith game where they lost. Yes. And then you look at them on the weekend, like they won and it shows so much about their sort of mental toughness and their commitment to play to the final whistle. Mm. But it was a bit of an escape. Yeah. That's going to be the test for them. Yeah, that's that's what they have to prove, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because other than that, they've they've proved every other test, like passed it with flying colors. Yeah. Um, and that's where they could they might get undone in a one-off game in Sydney to win the comp. Um, where those conditions will probably suit Melbourne and Penrith better, but. I still would not be surprised at all if they won the comp. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do think that it, it'll like undo them in terms of experience towards the end of the, the season. But yeah. look, I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I think you're right with the 2020 analogy because next year I can yeah. see them winning the comp. Oh, definitely. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so who do you have for your fourth place? Okay, so my fourth place is Brisbane. So oh, right. they're currently they're currently fifth on the ladder. Um, and I know that they've had a few injuries as well, but I was actually super impressed with their performance on the weekend against Melbourne. Um, and if that's the way they're going to play with, with all these injuries, I don't think it's going to be as huge a concern as we initially may have thought. Um, again, Brisbane and the Cowboys, to me, a similar vein, which is just I am so, so impressed with them this year. Um, Brisbane... Like, where do you start? <laughs> Where did they come from? <laughs> How did this happen? You know, um, Reynolds, massive, massive buy for them. I think not only on the field, but culturally, he seems like he has just been such a good buy for them and the young kids up there. They really seem like they're playing for each other. There's no real egos in the team. And you say the same about Cowboys too. They're, they're a team and, you know, you need to be a team. You can't be a team of individuals. You need to work together and do your job. And they all are doing that for each other. But I think the most impressive thing about Brisbane is that they're sitting fifth on the ladder um, and they've had Reynolds out for probably half the season, I think. Like, I'm not sure about the actual stats, but I'm pretty sure he's been out for, you know, quite a lot of the season. He's missed and they've quite won a few games, yeah. Yeah, and they've won without him comfortably a number of times. They've won nine games, lost five. You know, that's pretty bloody good. Um, so you can't even say, oh, well, if Reynolds is out there stuffed or if Payne Haas is out there stuffed because they've proven they can win without them. Um, so I'm really, really impressed with how they're going. And I just think they're going to continue on that trajectory. Um, so I've got them at fourth, but it's just on four and against for me. So I think anywhere between that four to, you know, four, five, six is a really good achievement for Brisbane this year. Yeah. I, I have them fifth. Um, but like, I still didn't see them being quite this high up at this point because the, yeah. Yeah, 2020, obviously, disaster. 2021, there were obvious improvements. Definitely, Um, especially towards the end of the season. Yeah, and, like, you know, they made some very good signings and I thought, 
oh yeah, they'll push for the eight. I didn't see them being yeah. where they are now. Um, mm. And especially, yeah, you're right. Given how many games Adam Reynolds has actually missed. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right. There seems to be just a great yeah, team spirit around the camp, which is something yeah, that would really seem lovely. visibly lacking the last few years. Oh, um, without a doubt. Yeah, it felt like they would go behind and the blame game would start in amongst the team. Um, yeah. And, like, because I have worries about Kevin Walters's, Walters's mm-hmm. limitations as a coach um, mm-hmm. tactically, mm-hmm. but he seems to be a great motivator and they're all yeah. behind him. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think it's about seeing how far that can take them because, I mean, they have someone like Adam Reynolds out there who can just steer them around the park. And then he's got finals experience, you know? Yeah. He'll help with that. Yeah. And someone like Tamari Martin, who has made a grand final and Kirk yeah. Capewell. He's scored. He's got their only try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And someone like, I know there's at the beginning of the year, it was kind of like, Oh, who's going to be their hooker. It has to be Ezra Mam now. I hope so because he's my stupid coach. <laughs> and I Look, got him for I, really cheap. <laughs> I think I think he's a bit of a, a smoky, depending on how the second half of the season goes for rookie of the year. Um oh yeah. Well Taylor's obviously gonna win that. Yeah, at the, yeah, at the moment <laughs> it's it's Taylor and Nanai who are way out in front. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but if he has a for no, if they really like come home strong, who knows? He's definitely a contender. He's a like his first game is just so good. Yeah, and he's he, he's a very confident player, and yeah. he's he's willing to just try things. And yeah. I think I can you can sort of see where that comes through on the rest of the team. Um, and then even then, yeah, like when they have players out, like like we've said with Reynolds, they just have this next man up mentality, and they've they've had like nineteen different halfbacks this year. And it doesn't yeah. really seem to phase them. No, no, they're just they're making it work, you know. Um, they're just making it work, and um, they've had a few, you know, they're not ducking ducking their heads. They're playing with confidence. They've had a few come from behind victories. Um, when we played them, we ended up running over the top of them. But the first half, I was super nervous. Like I, I get nervous in the way they play because they can really attack from anywhere. Um, so I'm, yeah, I think they're awesome. Yeah, they like. A definitely, definitely a team where you cannot rest for a single moment against them. Um, it's probably just at the moment their weakness against the top sides is the fact that their defense isn't quite up there with the top three at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and I have them holding where they are at fifth, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished yeah as high as third, or they could even push for second if you know Melbourne or Penrith have a bad run. I, I really think it's possible. I think it's possible for them right now. Um, yeah, their think, draw isn't horrendous either. Like I've got them winning quite a few games. So yeah, that's the thing as well. Is it's actually quite a favourable draw, and when you have a mm. forward pack um, as good as theirs, you could yeah. just see them getting on a roll. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's always dangerous when you've got, yeah, outside backs. Yeah. Like Selwyn Cobbo and yeah. Tony Staggs and Herbie Farmworth and I just the rejuvenation season. of Corey Oates's career. Oh, I love him. Yeah. When in the off it's season, like, there were rumors me, that like, he was going to 
He was going to be our New South Wales Cup winger, apparently. Yeah, crazy, honestly. And I remember we were like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Corey. You can take you now if you want. <laughs> just to play in New South Wales Cup, not, not in the first grade. But he's just playing super well. No, um, really exciting times for Brisbane Cowboys fans. You know, how good would it be going into a season thinking, bloody hell, are we going to avoid last? And then just to, to be, you know, top four or around there, really exciting stuff for them. Yeah, like it's not often that I wish happiness on Queenslanders, but they can cop at, this I, one if we cop the series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I just I look at their teams enthusiastically, and yeah, me too. I've always found the Cowboys quite likable, but the Broncos this me year, just, yeah, seem likable. No, love them. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to because I think I went a bit rogue, so we'll go like to the standard ladder, like the ladder now. So we. Yeah each set otherwise it's going to get confusing oh, so yeah. i accidentally skipped the sharks because they weren't i went by my ladder at the end of the year yeah so the sharks are currently fourth um i have the sharks coming sixth by the end of the year so do i um yeah sharks are an interesting one they we all kind of ex- i definitely expected them to come um good this year because they just made some intelligent buys i thought nico hines was a good buy um dale is it how do you say his last name do you know? Fanukin. Fanukin. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Dale Fanukin, fantastic buy. Um, then you've got players like Matt Moylan, like actually playing well for the first time in a number of years. Um, and they started super strong, like really, really strong. Then they've seemed to kind of, the wheel has fallen off them a little bit lately. Um, they haven't been winning games they should be winning in their position right now. And I think they will rue that come the end of the season. Um, and that's where I think teams like Cowboys and Brisbane are still ahead of them, in my view, by some margin um, in terms of where they're at. I think Cowboys and Broncos are actual contenders. I, I really do think they're contenders. I don't think, I, I wouldn't call Sharks premiership contenders this year. I think that they've improved massively, and I think they're really on the right track. Um, and when they keep, you know, their combinations keep working out, Nico's just going from strength to strength. I really do think that they're on the trajectory to maybe win a premiership in the next couple of years. I don't think it's going to be this year, um, just for the fact that their stamina kind of seems to have slowed a little bit, their rollers slowed a little bit, um, and they're, yeah, they're losing a couple of games they should be winning. And, and sometimes even when they do win those games, I'm not entirely convinced by those performances. Um, so, yeah, I have them in sixth, but I do think, they are a lock for the eight. I would be very surprised if they fell out of the eight. Um, just think, yeah, not quite up there with the premiership contenders quite yet. Yeah, I have Cronulla also as a lock for the eight. Um, I, I, it, they're a weird team. Like, you know, you famously backflipped 10 times in the first six weeks on whether they were good or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, where'd you land on? They shit. Um, they shit, they shit. <laughs> and I kind of back that. Yeah, like <laughs> at that, some that, as in as in for a good team, guys. Um, because yeah, yes, exactly. Not in general. <laughs> yeah, like they they have definitely slowed up a bit. Um, and they've been a bit unfortunate with injuries, definitely. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they do if they can get everyone back at the right time. Um. But there are definite glaring weaknesses in that team where you go, 
yeah, they're probably 12 to 24 months off away from challenging, which isn't a bad position to be in when you consider it's their first year under, like, they have a rookie coach and a new halves pairing and a fullback and a hooker who are both acknowledged to be very good players but haven't, like, done anything at the pointy end of the season so far in their careers because they haven't had an opportunity to. Yeah, Um, yeah. I think it's definitely about how far their forward pack can take them and how much they can squeeze out of um, McInnes, Finucane and uh, Wade Graham if he's ever able to get back on the park. Yes. Um, and someone like Fafita as well, um, who just seems to have this like roll off the bench where he comes on and just like causes chaos for a few minutes and then goes back off. Um, yes. And I think what's been really excellent about them is the way that they've gotten just value out of certain players like yeah. they've, put, they've put Matt Moylan on a pretty reduced contract and he's playing his best footy since he was at Penrith mm-hmm. um and then someone and like one to, isn't that year to year Matt's contract or am I making that up uh I, think I thought it's it only be. on a one year I think it yeah might be, which yeah. is kind of it's bringing the best out of him 100 percent um mm. he's, he's a more mature player than the player he should have been four years ago um yeah definitely and then you look at someone like Aiden Tolman, who I just thought was finished, and he's doing really yeah. well, um, yeah, and he's doing well. an amazing job for them. Um, yeah. And then like younger forwards like you know, Toby Rudolph and Teague Wilton are just having you know, fantastic years. And there's someone like CSC Fatalakai, who yeah, when he's on, is the most destructive player in the comp basically. I think they just need to get a full-time centre into that spot so they can allow him to be a forward who can occasionally go out there because I feel like defensively he's too big and isn't mobile enough to defend against, like, the really elite centres. You know, he's not going to go up against Morgan Harper every week. Yes. Um, I, like, with him for Origin as well, with... Like, at first I was quite against it because I thought initially I thought he'd be in the centres and I just thought that was mm. crazy. But I'm kind of warming to the idea of him coming off the bench. Um, it could, you know what? I, it could be terrible. It could be phenomenal. I don't think there's going to be any in between. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to, I get it. I get it. Um, and, you know, um yeah, he's had a he's had a good season. I think yeah, he kind of disappeared after the half a game a little bit, but I think the Origin game will be a really good example, like a really good time for him to kind of reset himself in the competition as one of the form players. So, I'm looking forward to watching him in that game. Yeah, me too. And I think I think he's he's earned this spot um, in yeah. terms of how good some of his good performances have been this year. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's probably a, he's quite symbolic of what this Cam- uh, Cronulla, it's not Canberra, what this Cronulla mm. team needs to do to take the next step up, really. Um, yeah. And, like, I can see it happening, um, just perhaps not this year. Yeah, I think, and you know what, like, that's so normal. It's very rare a team bursts onto the scene after a few disappointing years and has been the premiership there and then. Um, so I think... Yeah, if, if they look towards the next couple of years, they're definitely on track and they're 
you know, it's it's so much better than last year. So I think they've had a successful season so far. It's just about if they can really run or run away with it or if they kind of continue to taper off a little bit and fall behind the pack. So I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so then we have, we'll skip Brisbane, we've talked about them. Parramatta are currently sit on the ladder. What a perplexing team to discuss. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have them coming fifth. However, it's on the same points as Brisbane. And it's just for and against. And you know, when you do ladder predictory, just like by 12, by 12, by 12. So Parramatta could very conceivably make the four um, based on my predictor. Um, yeah, this last week we spoke about them briefly and I said, I've changed my mind. They're not going to win the premiership. They can't win the premiership. Then they come through and have a really, really good game against the Roosters. I still back myself in that I don't think they're going to win the premiership this year. Um, their game against the Roosters, that was such a good game, one of the best games I've seen all year. And I thought Parramatta were really impressive in that. Um, they tapered off to a little bit towards the, the second half, but they they protected that lead really well. And sometimes that's what you need to do in games. You're not going to come through and score the same amount of points as you did in the first half, and that's so fine. But the way they protected their lead was they, they played smart football in that sense. and the Roosters just weren't getting through. They weren't getting through their defensive line, which is really good from Parramatta. Um, it's just, it's really hard, I guess, to, to figure them out. Um, you really don't know. They're, they're really difficult to tip because you don't know which Parramatta are going to turn up. Um, I don't believe a team that that's that inconsistent can win the premiership in this current game when we have so many great teams that are consistent. At the same time, would I be shocked if they won it? Certainly not. Because on their day, I really do believe Parramatta can beat anybody. So that's where I'm at with Parramatta. They could be, they, I think they're locks for the eight, but they could be anywhere between one to eight <laughs> in that in that ladder. Yeah, I, I have Parramatta finishing fourth. Um, purely just based on an experience thing. Um, mm. But... Yeah, I look at them and I go, you're not winning the comp. Um, But, yeah, I would not be surprised at all if they did. Yeah. So you're right. They are so hard to read and I really, really, really don't know what to make of them. It's, if anything, they've gotten, it's gotten harder to read this year. Yeah. I I thought, you know, at the beginning of the season, I thought they know this is their last shot in a while because I do believe it's their last shot in a little while um with the plays that they're losing and I thought this is the year they're going to fix that issue and instead it seems to have gotten worse um so you know what let's see how they at the back end of their season goes if they can string a few games together last year I remember they had a really bad back end of the season and they still almost made a prelim yeah so if they can get some form going towards the end um with Parramatta I don't see them in the same echelon as Panther Storm Cowboys but at the same time, I see them beating Panthers, Storm and Cowboys on their day, which is a really weird position to be in. Um, so they're just a perplexing team. Who knows where they're going to end up? Um, yeah, I don't think they'll be the premiers, but who knows? Yeah, I, I don't think they will be either, but they can easily beat any of their teams in the comp. It's, it's, just, it's just about them seemingly getting their heads right. Mental game, um, a mental game. Yeah, and the reason that, yeah, I don't have faith in them doing it is because they haven't proved otherwise, really. 
it yeah. seems like they improve as a footy team every year. Um, mm. But it's the same. That That's not really the issue with them, you know? Um, and that's where I think Storm Cowboys, Sharks, sorry, Storm Cowboys, Panthers, and I will throw Broncos into that, have an advantage over them because they play cohesively um, mentally strong football. And yeah. they, I, I can't sit here and say, do the Parramatta Eels come out every single week and play 100% for each other? Yeah. I think there's a like, few little individuals in that, in that team. And because, like, you can see uh, a strong mentality in them sometimes with, like, comebacks and, like, they're finishing the Manly game and stuff like that. But when you, you see things like the bickering out there between them. Yes. I've got a feeling that sometimes it's just little things like that that get in the way yep. of them. Um, and I'll be honest, I think if they beat Penrith last year, I reckon a performance like that from them, they would have beat Melbourne. Me too. And I, I think they would have won that, the grand final. I think they would have won the grand final as well, um, yeah. which feels weird to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, who knows? We could look like absolute idiots come the end of the season. Um, but, you know, we gotta, we got to make a prediction, put ourselves out there. I, yeah, I just don't think they'll do it. Um, yeah. I can see them. Uh, my predictor, actually, I don't know if my brain was already pre-wired for me to do this, but I have them losing the grand final to us. I haven't even, I didn't go as far as that. I just did a um, end of, yeah. I just wanted to work out whether Victoria and I need to buy separate tickets. <laughs> Very reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can it's see that crazy. happening. Um, that would be so insane. Yeah, that would, that would be like equally the best and the worst thing in the world. Um, <laughs> because. Uh, like, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I'd cope <laughs> with losing a grand final to them. So, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I could ever cope with losing a grand final to a team that has Mitch Moses and Clint Gutherson in it. Like honestly, yeah. that would be enough for me to give away the game. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Moving away from that horrible topic, <laughs> I don't want to think about that happening. Um, so the current team. Oh, here's another perplexing team. And the team at the moment that's in seventh is the Bunnies. Um, I have the bunnies missing the eight. I have them actually missing the eight. I've got them coming 10. So um, do I. And they're missing. Yeah, yeah. And I've got them actually a number of points. You know, I think I think they are out of the picture. I really do for the eight this year. Um, even before that really disappointing performance they put in against the Dragons, they've just been so disappointing this year. I, can't, I think they've had a really good performance against the Tigers a few weeks ago. But apart from that, I can't actually think in my head of any game where they've had that I've been like, wow, you guys are impressive. Um, they've played, they're a shadow of themselves from last year. And again, like watching them sometimes in a, you're like, what are we watching? Where is the direction? You know, what's going on? And then you've got perplexing coaching decisions like when we saw on the weekend where he chose to hook Lachlanilius, who is the rookie, halfway through a game and I think how, what's that going to do for his confidence he's seems confirmed that he's going to be playing in their next game so it's not like he 
intended on not having him in the plan in the future. He was just doing it as some sort of weird statement. And it was, to me, the, the wrong statement to make. And I think it's really indicative of their season in general because I think there's not enough attention on their senior players and and how they have been leading the team down. And instead, it's like, oh, we don't have Reynolds. We have Elias instead. He's inexperienced. He's not good enough, blah, blah, blah. Um, really disappointing from, from the Rabbitohs this year. I don't see it picking up because I just don't believe that if, if you've gotten this far and it's not changed, what's going to change magically over the next couple of weeks that's going to get them back on track? Um, I know that Souths are renowned for having seasons, you know, a bit bumpy seasons and then coming through towards the end. But I just don't see anything in them that it inspires that this year. And instead, I think it's going to go the other way around. I see them dropping down the ladder um, to, to finish around 10th this year. Yeah, I I look at that team and I see yeah, a rookie coach who... He's clearly a very good coach given the way he's come through. Um, but you can see him making just a few mistakes, which you see a lot with coaches when they first come in. And I think in the long run, he'll be fine. But things like him, yeah, hooking Ilias the other night, which was mm-hmm. seemingly unnecessary given they barely had any of the ball. And mm-hmm. he was just the wrong person to hook anyway out of the halves. Yeah. Um, it just shows him that I feel like he's just making, yeah, a few rookie coach errors. And I feel like he's not being helped by some of his senior players out there. Yeah. And I feel like just, yeah, a few of them have reached a certain age where you go, you're either going to continue on and be one of those players who is like an elder statesman of the game and is seemingly ageless, Mm -hmm. or you're about two years from just falling off. Yeah. And I feel like some of them are taking a turn the wrong way. And I don't think they realised how tough it was going to be without Reynolds and Gagai. Oh, um, they've not prepared at all. It doesn't seem like they're prepared for life without them. No, and yeah. at the time, I understood the Reynolds call simply for the reason that at the time they'd made all those prelims, they hadn't actually made it to a grand final yet. So I thought, you know, I get where they're coming from. Similar to when we sacked Hook. We're like, you know what, we're doing well. We're making the top four, but we're not actually getting anywhere beyond that. So I was like, you know, it makes sense. But the key problem with them is that they didn't have a better plan. You know, if you have a, a great fullback who's getting you to a prelim every year, unless you have one that can get you to a grand final, why are you sacking him? Why are you allowing him to go to Brisbane where he's like, look at the difference in the two teams this year. It's not a coincidence, you know? And I feel really sorry for Lachlan Ilias because I feel like he's, been put in this position where he needs to somehow, you know, feel the shoes of Reynolds and the expectations on him have been way over the top and it's not been helped at all by Cody Walker's performance this year. So they're a bit of a rubble at the moment. And what happens with Blake Taff? He's like not even the fullback at the moment with Latrell Mitchell out, Cody Nicarima is. So does he just fall out of the team in general, when Latrell comes back? I don't know. We don't know. There's no cohesion. Yeah. And I, I think we're all waiting for Latrell to come back. And, of course, he's going to make a difference, but I don't think he's going to make a difference enough to really change their fortunes. Yeah. I think no. for them it's a, okay, we're writing it off. We need to start focusing on next year. We need to start focusing on combinations. Let's make decisions. Who's going to be 
who's going to be at full, Latrell will be at fullback. Who's going to be our half? Are we going to stick with him or not? You know, um, where's Blake Tarr fitting in this team? Is he going to fit in this team? You know, kind of figuring that out. Um, shoot a rocket up Cody Walker's butt um, because he's been really bad this year. And I know he is a great player who has served South so well, but you can't just keep on rolling on rolling out these mediocre performances and just not copying anything for it. So they've got a lot to think about at the moment. Yeah. And like, it's pro- I don't think it's the worst thing to be planning for next year, but they're no. also in an awkward position where they are sitting seventh at the moment. And yeah, it'd, crazy. Be, it'd probably be too risky to like just throw out this season and start planning for next year. Yeah, look, totally, 100%. But they're not winning the premiership this year. No, not at all. Um, yeah, they, they have fallen pretty drastically, I would say, which, you know what, they had the greatest coach of all time last year. So, yeah, um, definitely. You know, it's you can kind of see that happening. Um, and yeah, mm. long-term, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be a lot better next year. But this year, I just think is a bit of a write-off. Yeah, totally. Um, who's next? Oh, Dragons at eighth at the moment. Wow. They are. Um, so I have Dragons. Oh, I've got Dragons coming 11th. But to be entirely, like, I know when I was doing my ladder predictor, I was probably unfair to them. Um, I was probably putting a... <laughs> You know, I think with the Dragons, we've seen this a number of times over the past couple of years where they show a lot of promise and they always just fall off. And I think I kind of put that tax on when I was doing a lot of predictor. But you have got them dropping to the 11th. Um, there's not much to say about the Dragons that we don't say every year. They, they start strong. They've started strong. They've put in some good performances, also put in some woeful performances. I don't think they're a mainstay for the eight, but then I wouldn't be shook if they got into the, like just scraped in at the eight there. Ben Hunt is ridiculous. He is one of the form players in the competition. He is definitely one of the players that if I could choose any other player to come in um, to our team, I would choose Ben Hunt. Um, obviously not halfback, <laughs> but I think he, I think what he does to a team is just ridiculous. He's incredible. Um, he's carrying that team quite nicely at the moment. And I don't really have much more to say about them because I don't, I think they'll drop off a little bit. Um they're not challenging for a competition this year. Yeah, no, I, if you think you're being harsh, I've been finishing 12th. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I've, I like a few of their players, like Cody Ramsey's been quite good since he moved to fullback. Um, yeah. And Ben Hunt, I would die for. Um, yeah. What an incredible man. What an incredible player. Um, but other than that, it's not really that much there. Like Jaden Sewer, very mm. good player. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't like a lot of their players as players. I yeah. don't like a oh, lot of their too. players as people. Yep. Um, I feel sorry for a lot of Dragons fans. Um, yeah, me too. Having to put up with having certain just humans at their club. I don't like their coach. They just perennially disappoint them and get 10 times worse. Yep. Um, I kind of think they need a really bad season just to like some change. Maybe just like let the higher ups, you know, finally yep. 
realize. Yeah. Because the issue is, is that they always float around this spot that they're at and probably end up finishing like 12. Like it's not going to happen this year, but maybe they need to like finish last or something just to well, hit a total race. Obviously they're accepting, they're accepting whatever they're, you know, they're accepting around 12. Yeah. Mediocrity. Like, and yeah, exactly. But maybe if they were a bit less, then they'd be like, oh, hang on, something needs to change. So look, yeah, I would agree with you on that, with the Dragons, with everything you've said. Something needs to change for them to keep Ben Hunt as well because he'll go. Oh, he will, yeah. Because, um, yeah, he's an amazing player. Um, and for everything to go well, like for, for things to work out for them, they need everything to click mm. and players like Zach Lomax mm. to play to their ability all the time. Mm. But mm. we've seen enough over the years to know that that's not going to mm. happen. Exactly. So yeah, I, I got them. I got them falling quite a bit um, because Me they're too. only yeah. in that sort of mix of like five teams that are in a bit of a yeah a standstill at the moment. The only reason they're in a the eight down. is because they've had a buy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't think it's a re- entirely reflective of their position. No, no. So the next team we've got ninth at the moment is the Roosters. Again, another team that's like a. There's so many interesting stories this year. Um, I actually do have the Roosters scraping to the eight, which I was surprised about as I was doing my ladder predictor because if you were to ask me right now, would they get into the eight? I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. I think I tweeted a few weeks ago that I wouldn't be surprised if both the Roosters and the Rabbitohs don't make the eight this year. Um, and, yeah, the Roosters, what's happening? You know, they obviously last year there was um, – excuse performances for all the injuries that they had and they still managed to perform quite well better than they've performed this year this year you know it just seems to be like the glue they're not the glue isn't working they're not cohesive together Kiri and Walker aren't really working together Tedesco had a very quiet first half of the year he's coming to it now he's playing very well but you know that wasn't what we're used to from him um and They've got glimpses of brilliant. I think Sawali's a wonderful player and I love watching him play. And I think he's such a good future prospect. And he's very exciting to, to, you know, to be playing there. You see glimpses of Sam Walker sometimes do some things. I'm like, wow, you're a real like future prospect here. But just it doesn't seem to be cohesively working at the moment. Um, yeah, I think they've I think they're going to there's been a few games this year that they should have won, they lost, such as against the Raiders, such as against the Bulldogs. And I think that might be that might hurt them towards the end of the year. It might be the difference between them making the eight or not. Um, and I just don't know if I see them having a really good run towards the end of the year. Yeah, to rectify I, the season they've had so far. Yeah, like I, I have them finishing seventh, but yeah. that's less of a compliment to them and more of a insult to the others in that. Totally, yeah. They're all quite like elimination. Yeah, yeah, but um, based on like just like history over recent time, mm-hmm. I just have more faith in the Roosters. Um, yeah. and you're right. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they missed the eight. Um, yeah. But I just think they have more players who know how to get it done when it comes to the tricky end. Than I the agree. Other teams. 
And that um, put me through in terms of my predictions as well. I was like, mm, I reckon their class will come through at the end against yeah. the less experienced teams in that regard. Yeah, and that's literally all it is that has them in the A for me. Um, Same. It's a weird year for them. I don't know what's going on and I don't know where they head in the future. Yeah. Interesting um, to watch it unfold. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if like, you know, they just started heading downwards. I was going to say, I'm not hating it. Yeah. <laughs> With all, like, I, not that I have anything against the Roosters. It's just for the fact that it's been a bit boring, I guess. Seeing, and I'm, I'm sure Penrith, people feel the same way about Penrith and they can't wait for our downfall. Because it does get a bit boring watching the same teams so good all the time. So the fact that we've got a few, like, you know, Cowboys and Brisbane into it this year, I'm loving it. Um, so, yeah, in a final series without Rabbitohs and Roosters, it's just something that's quite rare. So, it was a bit fresh. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not hating it. Um, the next, so 10th at the moment is Manly. I've got Manly. I've got Manly coming ninth. Um, but again, that's they have just yeah. Very similar ladders. I think they're very similar. Yeah. Um, I actually think I don't like Manly very much, but I actually think they've performed better than I expected when um, Turbo. I actually don't think they performed any better with Turbo than without him, which is probably something that we couldn't have said of them um, in the past, and that probably does contribute to the fact that Turbo wasn't in the world's best form this year. Um, but you know, they had an embarrassing loss on the weekend. You'd never want to lose to a team conceding three tries in eight minutes. But I do think they've had moments this year where, you know, I'm like, well, it's good that they did that without Turbo. At the same time, this will be disappointing for them because they would have come out this year wanting to shake that flat track bullies year after a really good year last year that kind of fell short in the prelim instead it's like they're probably going to miss the eight <laughs> um and I know Turbo's got ninja but even before that they weren't looking like they were you know banging the house down yeah they they seem to like in my head they cemented that they were missing the eight once Tom Travojevic was ruled out for the season um we have seen with performances from them this year that they've mm. still got it in them. Like I know that he mm. was a massive factor in their success last year, but they did finish fourth. Mm-hmm. Like that's a pretty good team. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. And yeah, Daly Cherry Evans is a genuinely elite level halfback. Um, yeah. And Kieran Foran is a very good six and Lachlan Croker had a great game on the weekend. Mm. Um. I just, yeah, I don't see it being their year this year. No, um, me either. I think they have too many weak players in their team. Yeah, I uh, agree. They have too many, uh, like their forward pack is decent, mm. but not quite elite. And yeah. their back line has too many uh, dumb footballers in it. Saab making eight errors in the weekend. Crazy. Yeah. Can't be doing yeah. that. Can't be doing that. No Mor- amount Morgan of Harper being Morgan Harper. Yeah, existing. Yeah. They've got a while to go, I think. Yeah. Before they're really contenders, especially with the injection of the new surprise good teams this year. Um, yeah. Um, who is coming? 
11th, the Raiders. Oh, I'm excited to talk about the Raiders so because I. I have them in my ladder. I have them in my eight. I have them coming seventh. I have um, them eight. So do we just have yeah. the Roosters and the Raiders flipped? Mixed up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am on the Raiders bandwagon at the moment. Um, they had a really disappointing season last year after a couple of excellent years. And yeah, something seems to have clicked in them because I mean, obviously, the first half of the season they were losing all these games after being up, and it was just looking really bad for them. They were looking in that bottom four kind of vibe, and then they've managed to really turn it around and string together some some really positive performances. Um, the fact that I thought it was quite um, meaningful on the weekends that they won from coming back rather than lost from being up, and I think that just shows how far their season has come. The fact that last play by Hudson Young was ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I think they're looking really good. They're a team that I actually would be nervous about playing on their day. And I think they're kind of hitting their stride a little bit. Their forwards at the moment are playing so well. Like Tarpanay, Horsburgh, they're playing so, so well. Um, and it's just providing a better platform for their backs to kind of do their job a little bit. Savage is getting a little bit better. He's got an error in him, but he's getting better every week that goes by. Um, and I'm... I think that they will make the eight. And honestly, the Raiders on their day can do anything. I believe they can beat Melbourne on their day. We have their number of recent years. I don't know if they can beat us, but once they're in that eight, I think the world is their oyster, which is something I really don't say about like the Roosters and the other fringe eight teams. But I actually do think the Raiders could shake it up if they make it. Yeah, the, the Raiders are there to spoil the party, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. They, they are very, very exciting. And I have two words for mm. you, Sebastian Chris. I love that guy. Oh, what same, a player. Same. What a man. Um, yeah. He seems to just like score a try or two every week. And it seems to yeah. just go unnoticed. Um, yeah. And then you look, yeah, like that Hudson Young try. Mm. That has been slept on massively. That was such an amazing play. Ridiculous play. Imagine if that was done by a player that wasn't a Raiders player. Yeah, no, exactly. Everywhere. Um, it would be. Yeah, they, they're just a really exciting team. Um, and, you know, perhaps I've just got them in the eight because I enjoy watching them play footy. Yeah. Um, but I've just got a feeling with the way the comp's going this year um, that they are starting to turn good at the right time when right certain time. other teams around yeah. them are turning bad. Yes, I agree uh, entirely. And... Yeah, that, that that wasn't a great performance from them on the weekend, but yeah. it was great from them to stay in it and win it. You know. Yeah. Um. Which, like the classic Canberra faders, would have lost that. Yeah, and and that just shows happening. how far they've come in such a short yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was there. It was happening. It had basically happened, and they wrestled it back. And I think that's super impressive about a team to be able to do that. I think it's really impressive to be able to switch your season around mid-season. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I have, I have them, yeah, making the eight. Yeah, me too. Um, who's next? So really from this point onwards, it's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have Newcastle. They're 12th at the moment, which I think somewhat flatters them, if I'm being honest. Oh, I've got them ending 13th. So I guess so it's around I. the same, yeah. same place. Um, what? Where do they go? Uh, they don't seem like a happy, cohesive team. 
no, they're shit. Um, yeah, they they, they, <laughs> they, I it's, really, um, I don't understand what's going on because they got good players. They do have good players. And I think at the beginning, at the beginning of the year, fair enough, they had a fair bit few injuries. And I'm like, you know, not an excuse, but I understand it. They're getting their players back now. What's going on? Yeah, and like I, I don't really get this argument that it's all Ponga because it's not all Ponga. Mm. Uh, he it's certainly deserves criticism to an extent. He does, yeah. Um, but they they can't defend, you know. They can't defend, yeah, and that goes um, more than Kalen Ponga. Yeah, and like I know it's rough that they've lost Braley. Mm. Um, but sometimes you just got to deal with that, you know? Yeah, ne- you do. It's that next man up mentality and they seemingly don't have it. They just don't seem to be in a very good place at the moment. Um, I don't know how that changes. Um, I'd be very disappointed if I was a Knights fan because you can't explain it. Yeah. Um, especially when they look so good to start the year. Oh, two games, <laughs> three games. But um, but um, you picked them to come last, didn't you? So yeah, I did. And I mean, I don't think they'll come last, but I think they'll be close. Yeah. Anyone's anyone's game to come last towards that bottom of the ladder. To be honest, it um, is. Yeah. yeah, we got the Bulldogs who are thirteenth at the moment. I actually have them improving to twelfth. <laughs> I yeah, I have them in eleventh. Yeah, which is good. You know, um, I'm really enjoying seeing them string a couple of wins together. Um, loving seeing Matt Burton come into some form with Josh Adokar. Um, Jake Avrilo at fullback is proving to be, you know, a, a masterstroke. Mick Potter as a coach has got them firing an attack. Um, I really I really like the Bulldogs because I, I really like a number of their players and I do think they play for each other. I just think they needed to find out what the team was going to be to be able to move forward with that. So the fact that now I've got Flanagan and Burton in the halves, Avarillo at fullback, Dufty nowhere to be seen. I'm like, this team is playing for each other. This team is enjoying their footy. And they're not, they're probably not going to make the eight this year. You know, that's that's a big ask. And I don't think they're going to make the eight, but they're going to improve substantially from last. Um, and this is a building year. They knew it was a building year. And sometimes you need a couple of these years where you're like fringe or towards, you know, in that kind of 10 to 13 bracket before you can start shaking up the eight. And I think they've got it in them. Um, and yeah, this year, obviously, I, I really would be surprised if they made the finals, but I think that expectation is too high on them. I don't think that's a fair, I, I don't think if they miss the eight, that's a failure for them. I think if they get themselves off last pay, place and at least competing, that is a great start for them and, and it will come in due course. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for them um, since getting Potter in is they found the right combinations in the team and where everyone should be because it was sort of shifting every week. Um, And they know, like, their starting 17 is basically set. Yeah. And from now on for the rest of the year, just keep them there. And if Mm -hmm. there's an injury, just bring someone else in to fill that gap. Don't shift people around again because they are where they need to be right now and just keep going like that. Because you're right, like then they're, they're not gonna make the eight. It could happen. Um, 
it's possible, but I don't think it's something that should be seen as like we must make the eight, otherwise everything's a mess. Yeah, yeah and I, I think they've, I, to be honest, I think they've found their coach. Me too. Um, that's not just wishful thinking to keep Serraldo at Penrith. Mm. Um, <laughs> He's working for him. He's working for him. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, like it'll be interesting to see next year when Kickout does get there. Um, yeah, quietly hoping for a backflip. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but yeah, and Rigmani, like you know, it's, so it's, it's it's exciting times. They're getting really good, improved players coming to them. Um, and yeah, exciting times for the doggies fans. I'm I'm happy to see them happy. They've had a long time without happiness. <laughs> yeah, the football, and- at least. And as long as they have, you know, Burton doing those little chips for Addo Carr. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here he is. At the moment. Then we have the Tigers. They're 14th at the moment. I have them coming. Oh, no. Are they my lasties? Yeah. I've got them coming last. And it was at this point that Natalia was fired. Never to podcast again. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Yeah, I've been 15. Yeah. What a mess. I wanted so badly for them to be competitive this year. Um, and again, you see little glimpses sometimes. And then it is a mess. It is an internal mess. And these players can't be expected to pull into the field until everything is sorted at that club because there's so much. It's such an unhappy place to be, it seems, at the moment. Like, imagine if you're a player going there next year. Imagine if you were Uppy or Isaiah Papali'i and you were going there next year and you are watching all this. You know, it's oh, it's so disappointing for their fans and for their players. And I just think the board needs to get it together um, to then ha- have that flow onto the field. I don't think sacking Madge was the right decision. I don't think Madge was a problem. I think we've seen from their performances since he was sacked that he wasn't the problem. Um, I don't know why they didn't just let him see out the year um, and then bring someone else in next year when you've got a few new players coming through. It's just honestly... It's uh, something needs to change because it's been like this for the past 11 years. Yeah, like I I don't think it was working out with Madge, but I don't think it was the right time to get rid of him. It should have been the last off season. Um, And I still don't think that would have answered anything because their problems are away from football and they are seeping through and affecting the football side. And that's what has been Mm. happening for the past 22 years. And... For the past 11 of those, it's resulted in them just not making the finals. Yep. They are one of the like least successful clubs in the NRL era, and there's a reason for it. Yeah. Um, in terms of what they can do on the field, they're just so wildly inconsistent. Mm. And some of their players, you're really starting to see just that they're bad players. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. good players, but like at NRL level, they're just not up to it. Um, mm-hmm. For the, the 
the positive for them is that they have some a couple of very good players, you know, like they got Dan Laurie and Jackson Hastings and Adam Dway and oh geez, who else? Uh, uh Stefano Utukamano. Uh yeah. And you know, they're very good players. Um, and then there's James Tamo, who's a seasoned veteran who we love. Um, but it's just not enough. Um and I think with what Twal seemingly being sat down for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. um, that's like that's one more player that has mental strength, I guess, for them that's gone. And yeah. I think that opens up another slot for another player to come in looking for excuses, basically. Um, Pretty much. And I see them sliding a little bit from where they are at the moment. Me too. I think it's going to get better this year, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, I think the result on the weekend was um, pretty indicative of that. Yeah. Sad times, Tigers fans, but hopefully it'll get better. Sorry. It always does. It always comes around. It always, always comes around. Yeah. Um, 15th at the moment is the poor old Warriors. Um, Yeah, we played them on the weekend. I have them coming 15th. Yeah, 15th. Yeah, I have them 14th. Yeah, we got Titans last. (laughs) That's fair. Um, I, yeah, again, it's a rebuilding season. You you have to write it off, I think, um, the Warriors. It's, um, they're going back home, which is so good for them. And I really hope that kind of um, gives them a little bit of an extra push on the field. Reese Walsh, I think, has been outstanding for the majority of the year. Um, the plays that he continues to try, he tries to lift his team up around him. For a 19-year-old, that's really impressive. Um, he's a great player they've got there, and I hope they do keep him. I hope he stays there, um, and I hope they do find some success with him. But otherwise, there's not many positives about the Warriors at the moment. Yeah, no, I think I think they're in a really bad spot. Um, but, yeah, I have them lifting a place just because... I feel like they'll gain a little bit of momentum being at home. And yeah. I think that will start with them beating the Tigers in their first game at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, their issue is that a lot of their players have just been, I feel like, really badly affected, especially the last yeah. couple of months, just being still stuck in Australia. And yeah. like, who knows whether that's gonna let them, you know, instantly turn it around when they get home and they're happy with their family, or yeah. whether it's gonna be more of the same and just a little bit of improvement. It's like yeah. they, it's just really hard to gauge. Yeah, and so that's uh, why I I've think it's them, gonna. Yeah, yeah, I, that's why I got them going at one place, but like, I don't know to be honest. Yeah, um, I don't know. But yeah, people like yeah, Torhu Harris, Reese Walsh, Jazz Tavonga, Wade Egan, very mm. good players. Um, Ronald Volkman looked decent when he debuted on the weekend. Yeah, he did. I'm excited to see him progress against you know teams that aren't the best in the competition. That was a big old debut for him. Yeah, you know, he had to he had to try and take down a bunch of kings. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough ask. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the last team we have to talk about is the Titans. I have them coming in 14th. Although to be completely fair, I think my 13th to 16th could all be mixed. I don't, you know, it's to me, they're all in the same predicament. Um, 
you've got them coming last. Um, they terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bad life Titans, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't believe it's happening again with them, you know. Um, I thought they were on the I'm up. so confused. This team yeah. was in the, they came a millimeter, a millisecond of starting doors moment away from making a semi-final last year. Um, they've got good players. Yeah. Um, I really don't get it. Um, they need to figure out how to balance out, you know, Campbell and Brimson, because I feel like they need like both of them, their best positions fullback, but unfortunately you can yeah. only play one fullback. Um, Tino Falso Malawi is a just a fantastic player, but he can't do it on his own. You know, they're not getting yeah. they're not getting value for money out of the rest of their players, basically. Um, yeah. You know, you got like a goer in Corey Thompson, but that's not enough when it's just your winger who's that. Yeah. Um they they can't defend, basically. Yeah. Um and that's been a problem throughout their whole season, even when they weren't looking that bad. But it's, yeah, it's so frustrating. They've got all the cattle and they've got one guy really trying his best. Um, it's just disappointing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I really don't see where it improves for them. Um, I agree. Because I feel like Sexton's in a similar place to someone like Ilias. Yep. Um. Yeah, sorry. I feel sorry for these guys, you know. Yeah. It's um I feel sorry for these young halves. Um, yeah, same. I really do. And the spotlights on them and when they're not getting help from their senior pop their senior players, I think it's it's just I feel really sorry for them. Yeah, me too. And you can see it a lot in the manner in the way that they lose. Yeah. Um and yeah, like to be honest, they deserve to be where they are. They do, and maybe that's what's gonna kick them up you know yeah um yeah wow what a depressing note to end on i know well, just a reminder everybody panthers are still going to win the premiership let's go back woo! to that side of it yeah. <laughs> that's the main takeaway from today's podcast <laughs> and that is what we will leave you on um yes <laughs> it's time for us to go nat has to run off to a conference call mm, joys <laughs> yeah so uh you enjoy that, Matt. Uh, thank you. I will. Very, yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to a bit of a different episode this time. Um, we'll see you again after the Blues win game two. Yay, can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Bye, guys. You're listening to the Big Cat Chat podcast on the Sports Best Friends Network. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.